see, young America, we need to talk. You may think this is uncool. You may even think it is bogus. But I want to tell you about something that has everyone buzzing. Something that concerns mature boys and girls just like you. Something called grass Simon. This is Brandon Kill the BH Hole. And welcome to another episode of Grassroots Podcast, where it's about the stories of your past, your future, and your present. And your present. And presently. And we got a present. <laughs> we do. See what we did there? But, nice. uh, but uh, uh. just like, you know, your uh, salary when you're a freelancer, she came a little late. Yeah. A little late. A little, little late. late. A little late. I'm sorry, we gotta we gotta roast you because you were on CP time times like ten. <laughs> like, what was up? Though. What's up? Yikes! As she came in though, like she was so positivity. nice. I was about to say she was so <laughs> nice. I can't even roast her. But this is like positive. I was like, roast, oh, she though. took it. She's all nice. I can't. We even have do it to. Now. I tried my hardest to get here. That has to count for something. That does. Right? It, does. it does. And it does. I went through crap with the doorman downstairs. So yeah. that counts for yeah, like. Yeah, I feel bad You gotta tell that story. They almost got the cops call on you. Yeah, it's just weird. It was just really, really weird. I just went in there waiting for Ty, and he just didn't want us, like me and my friends, to wait in the lobby. But he was so adamant on like us being like trespassers. I was like, hey, I'm a young lady. You want me to wait in the cold? Can't you just understand that my friend is coming downstairs? Like, really just have some compassion. Like, I'm an artist, and I'm not doing anything. I'm not threatening you. Yeah. We're not violent. We're not being loud or rambunctious. He's like, no, 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 you can stay. Now your friend has to go. And he's wow. super, Ooh. like, adamant about it. And he's like, you know what? I'm calling the cops. And it just became really bad really quickly. And I started calling Ty, but it went straight. I guess she was on the elevator, so yeah. it went straight to voicemail. So I'm like, look, I'm calling them to see what's up because he was upset that I didn't have a last name to give him or a floor mm -hmm. or anything and so it's just like if I don't have the information how is it that you're going to like yeah. kick me out when I'm literally just standing here telling you they're coming downstairs. That's crazy. So it just, yeah. So how does face change when you're when Ty came downstairs? No, I ended up like she. I ended up calling her and she was in this building next door. Oh, okay. So I came out and I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna ask her right now. And then I just didn't go back to tell him anything. I just. Uh, <sighs> well, you're you're here now. Yeah. We're, we're happy to have you. Yeah. Sorry you guys had to go I'm through sorry that. Sorry that I'm late. Whack shit. But we're it's here okay. and it's we're gonna okay. have a great show. We're gonna yes. have a great time. I'm excited. I am um, too. I'm definitely. I'm yeah. nervous. Why? Because you, you guys said you go into the past. You know, that's that's interesting. I'm, I'm just. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. You just opened up Pandora box. I was about to <laughs> say. I'm about to ask <laughs> mad questions. I didn't even have we one of the boys. Yeah. So I'm just interested in the type of questions you guys are going to ask. That's all. The, my first question, is your security going to shoot me? Because he has not what? stopped looking at me. <laughs> I got to know. He ain't smiled. Yeah, he he's like. Nothing. like <laughs> well, my security is also my friend. So he's like also like emotionally invested in my safety. Clearly, yeah. he shook my hand to let me know that. <laughs> yeah, and he's he you know he went through the most stress. Down yeah, there. I know. Shout so out to him though. Out that um, he's protecting me. Yeah. <laughs> so he and the, the the doorman went through it more than me and the doorman. Yeah, did, so I got you. Well, was, yeah. well, at least you had somebody there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's cool. Yes. That's cool. Yes, but he's a nice guy. Yeah, he's cool. I'm, I'm, sure on, he I'm, I'm only he joking. Is. I'm only playing. I don't know what's happening. All right. So, anywho. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a lot going on. This there's episode. a lot going on. Whoa. All right. So, let's get started. Yes. Uh, first question. 
uh, which is not too personal. You don't oh. have to worry. You'll be all right. <laughs> don't worry. Um, but what was uh, something that made you get into the entertainment business um, out of all careers to choose? How did you choose this one? I didn't really look at it as the entertainment business. I was looking at it as a way to tell a story. And so I started out as a dancer. I've always been in the arts since I was young. I just mm -hmm. didn't have a family member to sit me down and really tell me like, oh, you can make a living from this. This is what you can do to be happy for forever. Yeah. And um, therefore I went through schooling for medicine. And at some point I realized that all my friends that I grew up with doing the arts were making careers out of it. And they were yeah. able to travel and they were able to sustain them, sustain themselves doing it. And so I was just like, hmm, let me kind of jump on board and really like see if this is something for me. And because I had started my arts career in dance, I kind yeah. of went there first. Okay. And um, whatever jobs I can get acting wise, I did do them. Um, but I landed and kind of stuck with the acting because I felt like it was a way for me to be everything and then nothing at the same time. So that's mm -hmm. kind of my saying that I say when I'm speaking about acting. I like mm -hmm. telling stories, but I get to tell stories in a variety of ways. That dancing is home for me. It's something mm -hmm. that I feel most comfortable doing, but with with acting, it allows me to do it in more of a free range. So, okay. yeah, that's how I picked the career. I that's guess. actually pretty dope. Mm. Thank you. Dope. Have you ever thought about like partaking in some role where there is some dancing involved? Yeah, so I go on um, a lot of dance auditions for movies now. I didn't do that before because I didn't have like an agent, a manager, mm -hmm. and a whole big team behind me. Um, so those auditions came like far and few in between. But I was a dancer first, so I did do like a lot of um, auditions for just being like a back state a background dancer and that was fun I got an opportunity to work with Jennifer Hudson for mm -hmm. um, Black Rose Rock so I, I got to learn a lot when I did that most of my dance career was just choreographing for like high schools and colleges and their dance teams and um, local like artist and um, mm -hmm. that was also a learning experience because then you got to make things work with no budget so, yeah, yeah we, we, we know how that is with no yep. budget trust mm -hmm. me right but <laughs> I do, do those auditions mm -hmm. now and um yeah, I guess I'm just waiting for when they want to use me. Would you do like a step up movie? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> can I say how on Yes. Yeah, you can. Uh, yeah. Be comfortable. Be comfortable. I love step up. I loved um, the, uh, is it the last one? I think it's the last one that they had where everyone was like kind of popping up doing the flash mob. Yeah. yeah and yeah, they yeah. wore the mask and she had a rich daddy and she mm -hmm. was trying to be rebellious. That's my movie. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I actually had an audition with, I'm not sure if it was Step, step Up, but I think, I assume, because sometimes movies go by code names, okay. so I, I assume that it was for the next Step Up, so it, that was fun. Oh, nice. It was, it was difficult. It was really difficult because of the way that they gave us the video to kind of um, redo on our own, mm -hmm. but it, it was fun. Wait, so, so explain that. So, like, for a movie that requires dancing, like, how do you try out for it? Like, what, what do they typically oh, do? That, ch that, that changes up. So there's, like, not one specific specific ways sometimes you get a random last minute video call and they'll say hey look we're gonna send you choreography and then we need to see you do it but can you like do it with the other side so they'll do everything on their right side and then say oh but we need to see it on your left mm 
And so then you mm. have to kind of reverse it. Like, they'll try to do hiccups like that just to see, like, how well you are with taking direction. And then um, sometimes you get a video call and it says you have a long time to recreate the video, but, you know, keep the video the same. Sometimes you have to go into an audition, and the audition is just a long dance call before you even get to do any acting at all. Oh, sure. And if you can't oh, wow. make it through the dance call, then you don't get to the acting portion. And then other times you go there and you act first and then you dance after. Sometimes they allow you to make up your own choreography for things and they just want to kind of see that you're able to dance mm -hmm. or you're able to dance in that specific genre. Um, I don't know. There's like so many variations of it, but mo most of them you just have to know you're going to be able to dance. Yeah. Um, I think one time there was an audition that came through and they asked me to do ballet. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, hmm. <laughs> How do I pull this shit off? <laughs> I don't know, because I'm actually like rooted in ballet and African and um, contemporary and modern. Oh, yeah. wow. So it was pretty easy, but me in high school as a ballet dancer is completely different from me now because I'm just a lot curvier than I was before. Mm -hmm. And so being on point, being like on your tippy toe, just doing certain things. Well, yeah, that's like feels, a balancing thing at yeah, that point. Yeah, it just feels a little bit weird and I just never know how it's going to come across. So then you have to actually pick moves that kind of flatter your body type and yeah. all of that stuff. So it was just weird and I was just like, okay. This is good, but I like a challenge, so. Yeah. yeah. So speaking about the body shaming thing, I believe there was a, a, a scene in The Deuce that you're in where the pimp was body shaming your character. Was it? Body shaming? Like, um... When he was like judging you, judging. When, when he was, I guess, selecting the, the women, and then he looked, went to you and made a comment about your body. I don't think that was my character. My character, she comes in from the South. Yeah. And when she comes in from the South, she goes to a pimp with her friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the friend is like, hey, look, you know, I brought you something back. She's good, ain't she? But he makes me turn around. He makes me turn around because he wants to see me. He's trying mm -hmm. to gauge my age. Okay. So he oh, okay. sees, like, so uh, okay. she thinks that she's going to get her friend to join her because she's curvaceous and that is yeah. going to fool him. And he's saying, basically, no, I can tell she's 16 years old, even though Got she it. has a body. So he's saying, like, don't bring me a chocolate uh, gidget. So you, back in the day, you, a, a gidget okay. was someone who had very animated features, like bright eyes, a nice smile, yeah. like, mm -hmm. you know, and he's like, chocolate gidget because I'm black. So he's saying, don't bring me a young chocolate gidget in the sense of, but he didn't say anything about my body. And then because I'm so young in the show, he trades me to Rodney. Yeah. Gotcha. And that trade is just because he doesn't want the cops on his, like, because he's dealing with the minor. Okay. So Rodney's the one who kind of takes all the women that the other pimps are scared to take. So he has the big girl who's yeah. Ruby that you kind of see. Mm -hmm. She's very voluptuous. Mm -hmm. And then he takes me because I'm jail bait. See, I didn't so, know what Gidget, I thought he was referring to when he, you were turning around. That's he what was, I thought. I thought that's it was what I thought. I thought it was, I thought it was like a body shaming thing. Oh, no. So the body thing is actually what makes him decide he, he lets me stay. So at the end of that scene, you see where he's like, put her back on the bus. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not finna get back on that bus. And then he oh, goes, got all it. right, so since she's not leaving, I need to figure out something to do with her. Yeah. And so that's how that's we how that got, happens. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that I, I had no idea what that was. I thought, he was, I thought when, you, when you turn around and he was just like, 
No. Like, yeah, that's oh, what yeah. I, I looked at it like a body shame. Like I thought like a body shame thing. And he says, "How old are you?" And I go, "20." And he goes, "Like, like, bitch, you're not 20." And he like turn around and it's just yeah. like, "Oh, all right." Like I see she could be 20, but then he looks at me again and goes, "20, 20, yeah. going on 16." Like so, all oh. of that is the back. And all right, about that the makes age. sense. She's okay. trying to like understand, like, are you really 20 or are you 16? Gotcha. You know, trying to be something else. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, so probably pay a little more attention when I'm watching because I interpreted that completely wrong. <laughs> but it's not your fault. I, it's very low. A lot of people were complaining about the sound. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I guess like on some like one specific network or something like that, like people just had horrible sound for it, which was weird. And I think it had something to do with the network not being willing to convert something or the other so oh. they could get the proper sound. So yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, that someone, makes sense. Someone trying to turn up, you heard that? Word. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But uh, but speaking of body shaming, um, have you personally had to deal with anything like that where it's like, oh, you're not thin enough for this or or anything like that? Well, I mean, the industry they they're very subtle in their um, dislike of, of voluptuous or curvy or even like just a little bit bigger yeah. of a body type. Yeah. So they don't outright, or I haven't at least been in a situation where someone outright said, oh, I think you're too big, or I think you're too this, or I think you're too that. Um, but when, you're, when you've been in the arts and when you've been in the entertainment industry for a really long time, you kind of just see what's working, what's winning, what's always yeah. being booked versus what's not. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm in a weird place, right? So yeah. I'm not skinny enough to be in a lot of things because you have to be like zero, one, two, three, four. But then I'm not big enough to kind of be plus size. Mm -hmm. So like I'm a seven, eight, and in order to be plus size, you have to be at least be like a 10, 12. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's kind of difficult for my managers even to select what to submit me on because they kind of know if she's a leading lady in certain things, they might be looking for something that's smaller. Mm -hmm. And if yeah. she's going to be like the best friend in something, they might be looking for someone who's a little bit bigger. Yeah. And so that's always something really interesting to see. Um, my managers, they don't really care. So they'll pitch me for like something even when it's asking for someone who's white. Mm -hmm. And they'll say, no, she's great. Look at my, my, my yeah. person. Um, but you kind of walk around in the industry with the sense of, who you are, where you do fit in, where you don't fit in. Yeah. Not because people are rude or evil or mean, but just because you, you, you kind of know what they expect or what they want. And so you're always on like your P's and Q's to like kind yeah, of wait. trying to figure yeah. out Right. Even like when I post things now, just because I have a little bit more of a following yeah. or even when like now that I'm on TV, like the deuce is really about being raw. Like they put the ugly wig on you. They mm -hmm. do the make, like they yeah. really maximize the idea of being rugged. Right. Yeah. And so me knowing that I was like, going crazy mentally, not because they ever placed any type of, of, I guess, opinion in my head, but yeah. just because I know that audience members, they don't know the behind the scenes, they don't know about the grunt work, they yeah. don't know what's really expected of you or that character. Yeah. And so I was just waiting for them to just like deliver me <laughs> and just like come for me. So I was just like, Ugh. 
<laughs> but then it was quiet, and no one really said that. They just talked about the wigs, and everybody knew the wigs were going to be horrible anyway because we saw pictures of Method Man. Yeah. So it was just like, oh, this is a, this is a lot easier than I expected. Yeah. But the anxiety you get because you just know what people expect, and you know what the industry expects, and you know, you yeah. know what I'm saying. So you you kind of build up this this wall yourself. Or even when I'm reading my comments, I'm just waiting, like, okay, who's going to be the one? Mm-hmm. Who's going to be the one? But so far, so good, and I'm blessed for that. Um, you just have to kind of let yourself know or remind yourself that, you know, everybody's different and everybody's beautiful in their own way. And so, yeah. yeah. So how do that's you... That's why I'm about body positivity. Oh, 100%. So I, I heard that you sometimes may look at the comments. Like, mm-hmm. how are you able to, like, go through some of that? Because I'm sure that you probably had some crazy comments from power. Well, see now... I, I left you a comment. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? I'm mad you drunk Tariq, man. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, because it's like... You it's got like, Tariq strung out. He out here wild wow, and shit. going crazy I'm, I'm and shit. Wow. But it's I'm like, mad. I it's kind of like what it said. That same energy. <laughs> 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 yeah. I, I did. I did. That's crazy. But it's, right, it's so true. It's like, you know... The rest of this interview, I'll talk to you. Because <laughs> you're my friend and he was some other stuff. All right. No, but, but it's true, though. It's like there are people that forget, like, you're acting. You're not yeah. this character. And they be tripping. I don't think people forget. I think people just really have fun with the idea of, oh, let's treat it like real life. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I'm not sensitive. I don't know. I have thick skin. I've always had thick skin. I, yeah. I always say growing up with my dad and my mom, it's just like, it don't get no thicker than that. Like, once you've been in that, you, you could just go through everything and anything. So for me, I mean, also... I'm new in the industry now, and so I've had a lot of time just seeing what the industry has done and yeah. what like viewers have done to other people, mm-hmm. and I've kind of trained my mind to know like take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, like there's always like there are beautiful people talk about Beyonce, mm-hmm. people talk about Halle Berry, yeah, people talk about Idris Elba. People talk about the most drop-dead gorgeous people on the planet all day, every day. So it's just like, you know it's going to come with something. You know people might hate your character for whatever reason. And so it's just like, when you have, when you mentally prepare yourself for it, you can just take it a lot smoother. Yeah. And then for me, it's fun. I love to shoot the shit back and forth with people. Like, that's how I am. So if you come up to me like, nah, son, I can't fuck with you because you did, you did X, Y, and Z. I'm like... Look, it was a bad day. She was tripping. Like, I don't even know what you want. Like, I'll, I'll do something yeah. like that with you back because it's just fun. And mm-hmm. I've kind of, this is what you want as an actress. You want to do some type of work or body of work that it gets people talking, gets yeah. people, like, interested mm-hmm. in what you're doing. Like, people are not only saying, oh, you can act or, you know, you did a good job. They're invested in the storyline and they're yeah. invested in my character. And, you know, like, to me, that's a compliment in and, of, in and of itself and it's humbling. So when someone, like, says something in the comment section, I'm more ready to laugh than get angry. Like, yeah. it'll take a lot to get me upset at them. Because, mm-hmm. one, it's the internet, and I understand, like, there's a there's wall. trolls. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's trolls. There. So, yeah. it's, it's fun. It's all fun and games to me. What was the craziest comment? I didn't get a lot of crazy comments. It's more like what he yeah. said, oh, you drugged my man, oh, you're trying <laughs> to set him up. And, you know, face to face, someone was like, oh, I need you to take this picture, but after that, you're going to have to square up. I was like, what? what? <laughs> I was about to say. What? Was like, let's square up. And it was like, oh. Like, it was funny. It was fun. It was fun. It was, it's fun. Yo. I'm, I, I was ex- I've been excited. Power was a good journey. Dang. Good she journey. got people want to square up on her, call the cops on her. Like, what? That's and I'm crazy. just out here being a nice, sweet, innocent person. Like, I bake cookies. And oh, my God. I stay home, and I watch TV, and I write in my notebook. You know, I cry on my pillow at night. I don't do nothing in the All right, you selling right now. <laughs> <laughs> you selling right now. You just want to... Beat on me and just 
guys. So now thinking about it, when you talk about, uh, you know, like the body shaming or, or judgment, do you ever, like, uh, has there ever been a time where you wanted to go for a role and you really considered dropping weight or gaining weight to really fit this role? Well, like, I gained weight for the deuce. Okay. Um, she's from the South. Mm -hmm. I'm already curvy and... You got to put on a little bit more to be, like, southern curvy. No, it wasn't a mandatory thing. It's just kind of when you get a character sometimes, and it's it's about a story that's very real and authentic, and they're really trying to tell a lot of truths. You you get to a position where you want to be... You want to be as honest as possible, even in your own simple story, no matter mm -hmm. how tiny it is. And at one point, I realized... I, at one point, I realized I was eating more. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, maybe I should stop because I don't really want to be gaining weight for being on the deuce. Yeah. And then I was just like, no, this girl is from the South. All she do is eat biscuits. Mm -hmm. like, and that's the honest, like, that's the honest to God truth because everyone in my family, they're really, like, curvaceous, even down to, like, my 15-year-old sister mm -hmm. and even down to, like, my nieces and my, my younger cousins. If they're from the South, they're way more curvy. Yeah. They're healthy, they're active, they're fun, but they're still way more curvy. And so I wanted to embrace that. Mm -hmm. And then, obviously, I had an anxiety attack once I realized I was going to really be on TV like that. <laughs> um, and so I had to, like, mentally do that. But there have also been times where I got in an audition, and I just didn't feel like I was going to be their standard of beauty. Like, with Power, they described this really attractive um, young girl for Tariq. And for whatever reason, it might it, to me, it doesn't really make sense anymore because I see what the show is, and I, I knew it even then. But this is just talking about getting into your own psyche. Long story short, I thought mm -hmm. they would want someone who would be super light-skinned, probably light eyes and maybe straighter hair mm -hmm. and just, you know, skinnier. Yeah. And um, Tariq, the, played by Michael Rainey Jr., he goes to a prep school. And the prep school is very upscale, and they have a lot of, you know, like high-fashion-looking young girls who are in the show. And mm -hmm. so I just automatically assumed they would get someone who, like, was, like, a little bit blacker than that. Yeah. And so I was just like, well... That's not really me. So even in going into the audition, I told myself I wasn't going to get the role. Mm -hmm. I told myself, do a good job because, one, you've always wanted to audition for power. Do a good job because it gives you another opportunity to just act. And do a good job because you want these casting directors to see you, like you, and want to bring you back for something else. But in my mind, I wasn't getting the role. And that's where, you know, body positivity comes in because I had to also remind myself that I'm good enough to audition yeah. despite what I think they want and what they don't want. There have been times too where as a dancer just going on auditions there, you know, once you get past a certain weight for dance and ballet, it's over for you. Mm -hmm. They don't want to see you in leotards. They don't want to see you in point. And so that's something that I really had to like overcome when I started to go into commercial auditions because I thought that was going to kind of like trickle over. Yeah. And even with certain dance agencies, like with, with certain New York City dance agencies, they have a type, and they always tell you on the flyer they'll type. So me, at the time, learning what the hip-hop commercial type was, I had to kind of get over those, like, mental hurdles. Mm -hmm. But yeah. yeah, and I wasn't, even when I was auditioning then, I wasn't as, like, now I'm a seven, eight. I think I was probably, like, a five then. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was still, like, I'm too big. For, because I'm shorter and I know that I know where my, my weight goes and it yeah. goes into certain places that makes me look more curvaceous and so for me it was like oh 
I'm aware of this. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So it makes you damn. That kind of feel like it makes you a little self conscious at times. Sometimes though. When, you, when, you, yeah. when you're thinking about these roles and you want it, and it's like, damn, do I give up my health and eating bad and trying to do all this shit for a role, or I do even I went through a phase where I just kind of was like, f it, like how like if I'm bloated, I'm bloated. If I want to wear something that's not like flattering on me, I'm gonna do it because yeah. I wanted to not. At some point, everyone was like, think about what you're wearing. Think about how your, your hair is. Think about your makeup. Think about this. Think about that. And it became such a toll on me mentally mm-hmm. that I said, no, I'm going to do the complete opposite. And I yeah. went into like a rebellious stage because I just was not going to to be that person. Yeah. It feels yeah. like kind of like always counting your calorie or always, you know. Yeah. And so I was just like, uh-uh, uh-uh. And I, for a while, just was like, nope, I'm wearing sweats. Or nope, I'm wearing this like Forever 21 dress. Or nope, I'm doing this. And I just kind of like oh, I'm putting my hair up in a crazy bun. You don't like it? I don't care. Or I'm wearing a baggy jacket and I don't care. Mm -hmm. And that helped like readjust my my mind state. Because once power, I was just like, oh, shit. (laughs) I gotta get back in. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta get myself together. Right. Like, I was just like, ooh. Ooh. So, yeah. So how do you, oh, so, you know, you have roles where they'll be like, oh, a, a black character, young female. But, do they specify if it's like, oh, we're looking for someone who's light skin or dark skin? And how do you deal with it where it's like they'll, they'll put out, we need a black young female, but it's like, oh, we're actually looking for someone who's lighter. Because I know that there's that situation that's kind of going on in Hollywood right now. Not even Hollywood, but even in music, too. Music, and yeah. Where it's general. like the light skin versus mm-hmm. the dark skin. Mm-hmm. I hate how that is. But like, how do you, like, how do you deal with it? And did you have any situations that you're just, that it was kind of like, ingrained in your mind like this shit is real so if you're a real actor you always consider what would keep you from getting the part and what would like be the benefit or what they would see as a benefit of you getting the part Mm -hmm. and um if a casting is legit you're not gonna have them say on the actual breakdown we want a light skin Brianna from the hood who wears X, Y. They're not going to do that. They'll say African-American or ethnically ambiguous or um, mixed race or, you know, they'll specify in some type of PC way that they can. Yeah. Um, There's a line, though, between the legit work and then the indie work Mm -hmm. because some indie people are just doing their first projects for the first time. They really don't know what is politically correct or they're just trying to be as honest or as raw or as upfront. And so then you'll get those crazy breakdowns where it's like, we need a Lupita-looking young girl who is like, and they'll say stereotypical descriptions that'll make you be like, oh, I can punch you in your face right now. Mm -hmm. Not because this is like, you don't want them to want what they want, but just because it's just insulting in how they break it down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But again, it's indie projects. Most of the time it's like newer um, film directors, writers, producers, et cetera. As far as like dealing with that, on whether they would want me to be darker or lighter. I had an audition and um, it was based off a book and the person in the book that I was going for is dark skin. Mm -hmm. And so when I did the audition, I knew that I wasn't their first choice because if they want someone who is coming as close to the description of this woman in this book, then the character would have to be dark skin. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that th- they're not willing to use someone who's lighter skin or with longer hair or shorter hair or more curvaceous or, you know, because she was tall, she mm-hmm. was skinny, mm-hmm. and she was dark skin in the book. So it doesn't mean that. It's just something where you have to, like, 
recognized so that this way, if you don't get it, you know, like, this is probably one of those things where no matter how, how good you act, if another actress comes in there and does just as good or better than you, and she is fitting more of the description of the character, then she's more inclined to get it. But they don't say, oh, she needs to be dark-skinned because yeah. you're more sensitive to that now nowadays because of everything that's coming for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, it's kind of like the body shaming and the body positivity. It's like you, you know it exists. So even when my manager was like, no, if they're asking for someone who's white or someone who, and I feel like you're going to fit, I'm going to submit you and I'm going to let them know, no, you need to see my girl. And it's just like, I know she does that, but I also know like that's, that's real. So yeah. it's hard for her to get me seen in those things. Yeah, it's only but so much she, she can, can do, do to really to propel really, you. Right, yeah. and even if they see me, they don't want me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, right. But it happens, and we'll break the wall. We'll I think so. Them. I think so. I think more, though, now more so with like shows like Power, Empire, things like that, I think that it's starting to put young black actors and actresses on a different pedestal and it's giving different opportunities. So I'm, I'm sure that that's, you're grateful for that. Yes, um, let's talk, because well, you, you, you have a lot. So let's talk power. How did that come about for you? I know we, we have the auditioning part. What is it like working on a show? I'm sure you've watched it just like we all watch <laughs> the show. What is it like watching a show and then now being a part of it and now a, a part of this star-studded cast and having to deal with it? Like, what is that like? So I had to go to the studio recently for a meeting. And while I was like walking into the studio of power, I had my, oh, wow, moment. (laughs) It was kind of like, I looked back and I said, oh, like this is my studio also. Like this is somewhere where I work. And you know that it was, it's surreal. And at the time I was so focused on doing my part well. And I was so focused on whether they were going to bring me back or not for even that season because I had a long hiatus between shooting episode four and then nine and ten. Mm-hmm. And it went all the way into the new year mm-hmm. for me. So I didn't have time to really realize. Like, I knew, but I've never really been that person where I'm so like, oh, this is Omari Hardwick or, oh, this is, like, yeah. my dad, he's been a, a serial entrepreneur since I was very young, so I grew up in a hair salon where Busta Rhymes, DMX, and mm-hmm. everybody would perform. Yeah. So for me, people were just people. Yeah. And so I wanted to be on the show because it's a great show. show. It's mm. a great storyline. Yeah. And it wasn't about the people. It mm. was about the work. Yeah. And the favorite, my favorite part about acting is breaking down a script. I love the feeling of getting a script. Like that makes me go bonkers. I'm like, woo! Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> so like when I'm like sitting here and figuring it out and going through it, that's my favorite part. I don't like really seeing myself. I'm getting more adjusted to seeing myself so I can critique myself. Yeah. And um, for me, I'm I'm in, I'm learning to where I realize I'm I can enjoy the 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 idea of having friends on set who I feel very comfortable with and who yeah. become like family for me. But since that wasn't ever the reason why I really liked acting and it was more along the storyline, like my first time being on set, it just felt like I'm on another set. Yeah. yeah. It felt like I'm on a bigger set. Our food is wavy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the people are really nice. Mm. 50's funny. Courtney's a sweetheart. Mm-hmm. And so like it was just like, oh, okay, I can yeah. relax here, but I didn't digest it until afterwards. Yeah. And recently is when I said, Oh, power was fun. Yeah. Power, like I was able to do those sketches and like make them go viral. And 
I was able to play off with the little things that they gave me, and I want to be back. And once I went into like have a meeting, it was kind of like, yeah, this, this is happening. <laughs> this is the feeling, and now I was able to like. So it's been a process. I yeah. Guess, yeah. Yeah. So how does it feel when you get that script and you guys do your uh, like rehearsal readings? Where you do you guys do that for power? So everyone, yeah, we do do yeah. it for power. It's not for every type of show though. Mm -hmm. Sometimes yeah. it could just be one on one with you and a particular person for a particular scene. But I'm always nervous for those things. But how is it like when you open it and you realize like someone gets killed off or some situation? <laughs> and you guys in the room are like, oh shit! Like yeah. you're not expecting to like what you read happens you're just like wow so i've only experienced that one time because obviously i was in episode 10 and you know reina st patrick got killed off was played by um don shay hopkins but i was nervous yeah. because okay unfortunately i think it was the first the first table read i was able to go to and then I think I was doing a screen test in LA for the ninth episode. Mm. And so I think, no, no, no. Wait, I'm confusing it. Okay, so I did the first table read, and then I think I did the second table read, and I think that's where she gets killed off at. I'm not sure, I can't remember, but I know I missed one of the table reads. Yeah. And so I went there feeling like, oh my God, I missed one of the table reads. Like, <laughs> I wonder how everyone is feeling. Like They're probably like, who the hell is she, thinks she is, and blah, 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 blah. And so I was just like, really, really like, I gotta read my lines well. I gotta impress them. I gotta let them know that they gave me the right scene and I can do this. Cause I didn't ever get to have that moment with yeah. Tommy before we we shot it. Yeah. And so for me, I was just kind of like, I need to impress them. I need to do a good job. Yeah. And so it was cool being able to read it, but sometimes you don't always get the script. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you don't get to read it in advance. So when you're reading it in the actual table read, you're kind of like, I don't know. Every time you swipe the, swipe the page, it's like I don't know what's coming up. I don't know what's happening. Uh, and then I remember thinking, like, am I going to get killed off? <laughs> I was about to say, does that ever cross your mind? Like, it's, yeah. it's going to happen. Page you know 10, I'm out of here. I Hang scroll. On. I scroll to, I find my scene, and I just go, and I go through my scene real quick. And I'm like, am I still there? Am I still there? I'm still there. And that's what I do. And then I'm like, all right, now go back and read it and enjoy reading it and dissect it and yeah. all of that. But yeah, I'm always just nervous. I'm just nervous in table reads. I want to impress them. I want to make sure that they they don't regret regret the fact that they yeah. gave me the scene. And yeah. it's always fun to see other people's reactions because in the table read, people really um they let loose because on set you gotta be in the character. Yeah. Yeah. On table read they had they have fun with it. And yeah. So just to see and they have more. They have more scenes, more lines, more whatever. So they get to play with it, and it's just funny, and it's it's cool. Yeah, yeah. That's dope, though. So I mean, when when that happens now, uh, obviously you already answered the first part of like, damn, am I next? Yeah. Now, do you feel like, all right, I've, I'm now a part of a, a crucial moment in the show? Like, I've, I, this is like monumental for me and my and my career now. Like, this really is a, a big deal, being a part of such a crazy scene or or, or uh, bunch of scenes when you think about it. No, I didn't think about it that far. I didn't think about it career-wise. I didn't mm. think about it as far as it being a crucial scene for the show because I felt like it wasn't really about me. It wasn't about my character. Mm -hmm. My character adds a little bit more flair or whatever to it, but it was about Reina. It was about Tariq. It was about Ghost Tommy. It was about a family. Mm -hmm. At that very moment, it's, it's about a family. Yeah. It's about working through the, that struggle of losing a child. 
And um, that's what really hit home for me. And it was just seeing like Ghost be like, this is the most vulnerable I think we ever seen Omari yeah. be a ghost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just going through that whole transition with him, it was just like, it's heart wrenching. And um, the only thing I thought about was, one, I get to work with Tommy, and that's going to be super cool because he's one of my favorite characters on the show. Mm-hmm. And then, two, it was kind of like, I'm happy they didn't kill me off. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, three, I need to make sure that I'm truthful in the moment, and I need to be honest, and I need to be serious, and I need to get it done. And that's kind of really all I thought about. I didn't think about it being crucial because I felt like they could have killed me, and they could have kept me, and either way, it wouldn't have changed much. Yeah. I just yeah. get to play around with it. And that's it. So yeah, that one scene when he came to the apartment, I thought he was going to do something. That's yeah, I, thought, I, I was lie. like, oh shit! I thought it was over. And then you. he got super calm. I'm like, that's zero. Tommy been on some shit, running over people's cars. <laughs> I, 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 I chalked it up. I said she's out of here. I said she's out of here. I was like, oh Everybody god. Everybody did. I did too. When I was, I was like, mm-hmm, yeah. Girl. I was like, oh. Girl, Especially when he calmed. Yeah, like, I said nope. It's yo, over. Especially when he and calmed the, down, yeah. I was like, oh shit. I it, hope he doesn't Between offer. that and then her not answering his question the first time, I said, oh, you it's Tommy. <laughs> what, oh. are, what are you doing? See, but that, <laughs> that scene is more crucial to Tommy's character. I don't yeah. think people realize, but he killed Holly. Yeah. And then he killed the guy for Holly. Mm-hmm. And then, like, he also felt like, you know, he was in this weird turmoil with his mother. Yeah. And then Raina gets killed. And so now he's faced with another woman, another death, another. Uh, and so for yeah. him, that softness, that forgiveness that he gives um, he that. Destiny, he kind of, like, it's his salvation it's his like, yeah redemption right yeah and so for him it's kind of like i don't want today another girl to be killed mm. yeah. it just happened it's close to home and if you notice like my character she cares about Tariq, so she's gonna naturally ask about him but she also does it in a way where she's just bringing up his name to kind of let him know that like oh the person you're doing all of this for and this family that you like they care about me somebody in that they care about me they love me they like yeah. me and so it's kind of like he acknowledges and he also was like, oh, yeah, you're destiny. Like, like he was talking to me about you. Like, mm-hmm. So he's playing off of that, but also she is, too, to kind of remind him, like, hey. Don't kill me. I'm a young girl, <laughs> but also I'm attached to another person yeah. that you love. So mm-hmm. if you kill me, you're technically causing more heartache. Yeah. You don't even want to do that. <laughs> do you? <laughs> right? And so for him, I think that was more of an emotional scene for him. She's just young, and she knows that she's, like, guilty by association, mm-hmm. and she she knows that what ended up happening was devastating. And so her yeah. tears, her lack of being like, you know, courageous in that moment, I always say is just knowing that she's like attached to it. And one day this situation was going to happen. Yeah. yeah, That's really dope. Now, just hearing your analysis, because prior to saying that, I would have never thought that. Again, I'm, I'm a, a fan, casual fan, yes. and, yeah. and I'm like, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> As you say right, that. I wasn't supposed to be talking to you. I was supposed to be talking to you. I deleted the comment. Uh, I deleted the comment. I, I had a moment of weakness. I was mad. <laughs> Tariq run around here high someplace, all right? We have bigger <laughs> issues to worry about, all right? He got a drug problem. <laughs> no, but... um. So hearing you break that down is interesting. Are there times when you guys are shooting or, or where you shot on just different, uh, I guess, acting ventures where you've had to have someone kind of break down like what the scene really means in order for you to kind of do your job? Um, 
Yeah, it's not about whether you need to or don't. I just feel like when you're in that professional environment, everyone wants to make sure that they're on the same page. And we also do rehearsals. So mm -hmm. before you shoot, yeah. you have like a walkthrough rehearsal where you block it. Everyone talks about the scene really quickly. It's your opportunity to ask any questions. And then afterwards, you'll do a run through, maybe twice more. And then you'll go back off to hair, makeup, wardrobe, or whatever, and then mm -hmm. come back and actually shoot it. So you definitely have those moments. Um, but for me, it's really funny because I think it was kind of um, flipped. So when we were doing that scene, we did a practice grab of the hair. And um, Tommy, <laughs> Mr. Joseph Sahora, was like, oh, yeah, so just so you know, if you know, I don't know if you read the script, but I'm going to have to be like, uh, and he grabbed my hair. So I was like, uh, you know, I'm like, yo. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you ever took stage combat? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And it was so funny because, like, he was so rough that my instinct, me being Andrea, kicked in. And I was just like, I was ready to kind of be like, no, let me fight him off a little bit. Yeah. Forgetting that that's not what Destiny's reaction is yeah. going to be. So Courtney was like, oh, and Tommy and Joseph was also like, um, don't forget, you know, she's young. I'm scary. I'm Tommy. And I was just like, oh, right, you're scary. You're Tommy. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm, I'm from Brooklyn. She's like, I'm about, I'm about to swing. She's like, I'm about to F you, you up. You got me, you got me all hair. tight to no, mess up. I didn't look like I was going to swing, but you could tell like there was some type of like resistance. Flip, yeah, yeah. I didn't just let him, you know, and so he had to, he was like, look, I don't want to mess up your weave. So like, this is what you're going to have to do. And I was just like, you're right. You'd have, okay, cool. <laughs> and then there was also a moment where I was like, oh, you know, we're not going to be sitting down during this. Like, we got to be up and moving because I jump up when you kick in. And then he was like, oh, yeah, right. So sometimes that type of like back and forth mm -hmm. happens where you're yeah. reminding each other of like what's going on because the emotion was always there. Yeah. I think it was just like, interpretations of things can be different. And so sometimes yeah. you want to say, oh, you are going to be emotional, but be emotional like from the very beginning. Don't be mm -hmm. emotional like after resistance. And even with him, I remember we had a conversation briefly where he was like, he just, I can't remember, but he asked me a question on like what he thought he should do as far as one of the moments were concerned. concerned. And I was like, he, he gave me his suggestion of what he was thinking. And mm -hmm. I was just like, okay, yeah. And it was like this awkward silence. And he just kind of looked away like, and I didn't realize that he was trying to like really have my actor opinion like yeah. come through because I never thought in Joseph Sakura was gonna you give be a hell yeah about you be coaching me. him right. <laughs> it's not about coaching, but just like giving a hell about what my opinion is. Mm. Yeah. And that's when I realized like, oh, he's treating me like his scene partner because he sees me as like his professional like scene partner. And then I eventually like it clicked, and I was like, oh yeah, so da 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 da. I think that makes sense. And I said something back, and he was like, right, right, good, 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 okay, good. And it was what. He needed as an actor to just kind of like drive home yeah. everything that he had going on in his mind. And mm. I, he came and he was like, you know, because I didn't even realize Tommy was going through such this pivotal moment. And I guess him and Courtney yeah. must have had a conversation or maybe somebody else or one of the writers had a conversation to really remind him like, oh, Raina just died. Yeah. And you killed Holly and you're this and you're that. Yeah. To really make him say, oh, okay, this is why. Because I think Joseph thought Tommy was going to kill me too. Mm -hmm. He was like, oh, no, Tommy's going to kill her. Like, what's, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was like, no, what? Oh, he doesn't kill? Okay, mm-hmm. Okay. And you're sitting up there like, wait, I didn't read that in the script. I don't know. What is he talking about? Hold on, hold on. This is a new what script. What is he talking about right now? <laughs> no, I, I think he just said it as a means of like, he wasn't going to be that emotionally invested in the moment. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever worry about overanalyzing like specific scenes when you're looking at scripts, like thinking too much about it, about yeah. what to do for this and that? Yeah, and in those moments, like I just go talk to someone or I ask my manager, can you go contact this person so I could talk to them and yeah. see if they don't mind like just letting me know? And 
in those cases, they'll be like, oh, no, girl, you're thinking way too much into it. No, she's just drinking her Coca-Cola. <laughs> she's, just, she's just chilling. I'm like, you sure? Because the way she sipped it, I just feel like she just, they be like, no, 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 calm down. So, yeah, it happens. But I'd rather think too much and then um, be wrong and have them tell me to dial it down than not think enough about it yeah. and then something catches me way off guard and I'm not emotionally prepared yeah. to, to, to do that. So, yeah. And then I've been lucky, like HBO and, and, and stars, like they're great. Mm. Being on Power and HBO, they're really great. So a lot of the directors, especially in the Deuce, we had a lot of women directors and um, they know how to talk to you. They know how to make you feel good. I want to segue there. That was going to be my thing. I read that uh, the majority of the cast or directors are women. Yes, definitely. How is something like that? Like to be, because you know, a lot of times in, in, in this sort of industry, entertainment industry or, or acting industry, I, sh I should say, theater, whatever, mm -hmm. I don't know the politically correct mm -hmm. term, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's often the male dominated. So, what is that like walking into now the deuces, a whole nother scene, a whole nother plateau, and then seeing this whole table of women that are now dictating this? And does that kind of like give you hope as a woman to say, oh, wow, things are changing? It does give me hope as a woman to say things are changing. I think, you know, women were just very powerful, so that's inevitable that there's going to be a change that comes. Um, for me, it really just gave me a sense of comfortability. Mm -hmm. Comfort, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> um, my director, my first director for The Deuce was episode five, and it was called What Kind of Bad, and it was Uda who directed the, the episode, and she made me feel extremely comfortable just in the way that she talks to mm -hmm. you and gives you direction yeah. just the way that when you ask a question she's attentive she's really listening she's bringing it home for you when she answers there's a way that women know how if you're a woman who's lived and experienced if you're a woman who's open and honest if you're a woman who's comfortable in herself then you know how to talk to other women in almost yeah. every and any situation and I can tell that she was that type of woman mm -hmm. and she was able mm -hmm. to make me feel comfortable being on set in the way that she approached me and she talked to me even down to like the to get my attention it wasn't so Andrea so hey look at it it was hey Andrea so and you you sometimes need that even when you don't think you need it once mm -hmm. you get it you're like oh this feels so much better yeah and there was a moment where I shot the scene that you brought up earlier where um Dominique Fishback's character Darlene mm -hmm. brings me to Larry who's played by Binga and in that moment, I kind of wanted to do something. It was a physicality, maybe a turn. And she, after we shot the first the first time, she said, hey, Andrea, you know, you could feel free to, to move around and do X, Y, and Z. I was like, oh, my God, really? Because I just feel like when she says this line, I want to, like, turn in this type of way. She was like, yes, that would be perfect. That's fine. And then she took me to the side. She said, listen, you know, like, I know that you're just being introduced to the set, but especially with me, when you feel it, just do it. And if it doesn't work, we'll let you know. But really, like, this is you. This is your moment. Be the character. I loved mm -hmm. your, you know, audition. And, mm -hmm. like, I really feel like this is you and you understand Bernice. Mm -hmm. And so please do that. And that was a moment of me where I wasn't solidifying my spot anymore. Like, I can be the actor I've trained to be, the yeah. actor that I want to be. I mm -hmm. can make those decisions about my character and be okay with it. I mm -hmm. can have that conversation and that dialogue and it was really really welcoming for me and then there was another point in time where you know I went up to her and I thanked her for just being how she is because I think we had wrapped our last scene of that episode and I knew that was going to be the last time I saw her until probably the wrap mm -hmm. and so I went up and I spoke to her and I was like you know thank you blah 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 and just the way she like 
broke down why she picked me and how and all that. It just was something that was reassuring. And at the time mm-hmm. where after we were done with the deuce, I don't know what's going to happen, yeah. um, where my next job is going to come from. Um, I just really needed that. And it also prepared me for other scenes because later on in that um, season, my character goes through like a little, a little emotional anxiety attack or something, and that was directed mm-hmm. by James Franco. Okay. And so it gave me the confidence to say like, "Hey, can I do this? Can I do that?" And like really have that conversation yeah. because had I not had that interaction with her earlier on in the season, then I would have been uncomfortable and I wouldn't have voiced certain things that I wanted to voice to him yeah. because it's James Franco and yeah. he's directing the scene. So yeah, and he was super sensitive as well. Like it's yeah. not like he did. He's James Franco. He nails everything he does. Yeah. But I was just saying, like, emotionally and mentally, it, it helps. It really yeah. does help. Yeah. So before I ask this question, just want to confirm. You're, you're confirm. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's getting late, guys. It's getting, it's getting late. late. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're originally from Brooklyn? Yes. So how was it for the Deuce? I know, like, they transformed certain um, stores in New York City to look like how it did in, in the in Times Square place, area yeah. back then. How is it for you to be able to film like shows and in the city that you're you're from, and then be able to like, you know, if if your friends walk by the set and see you on set and just kind of like seeing that whole transformation of of you, like how is that experience? So. <clears throat> I came in later on in the season, so all of the glitz and glam of people being like, oh my God, they're shooting the deuce and they're taking pictures kind of died down by then. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to really undergo that too much. And then they did a better job of keeping it at bay Mm -hmm. because of what happened in the very beginning. And shooting the deuce was a long process. So by the time they even had my audition come up, I thought they had already picked most of the prominent roles anyhow. I didn't think there was, you know, that. So it wasn't too bad it wasn't too much that wasn't something that was on my mind and then also my character I looked very different so even if someone did see me they didn't know they saw me yeah like even with people watching the deuce now it's taken them a while to really be like oh my god that's you (laughs) you know what I'm saying like they've gone on my my page and they go Wait, you're on the deuce? Wait, who are you? I don't see you on the deuce. I'm like, you saw me on the deuce. Like, no. And then as they're looking at pictures or like certain yeah. things, like, they're like, oh my God, that's you. So yeah. it's not like they would really know. Yeah. But one time I, I did this this music video for my friend, um, old chick versus young chick. And the girl who plays the older chick, mm-hmm. she looks really young in real life anyway, but she happened to be on set and she was playing um, as my stand-in. Yeah. And so when I saw her, I was like, oh my God, hey. You know, it was like vibes galore. Yeah. And she was like, you! Oh, I didn't even <laughs> recognize, oh my God. Like, because the wig is is different. It's, yeah. just, it's a whole different ballgame when that wig comes on and the baggy leathers and then the bell yeah. bottoms. It's a different ballgame. And so... Even then, that was a moment where I knew, I understood at that moment that even if people were going by, they weren't going to like put two and two together. And that's the fun part of it. Mm-hmm. And seeing New York City like all messed up and disheveled, I didn't realize that certain things they went out of their way to do for the set. Yeah. So when we're walking up and down the street and there's tons of garbage, that day I'm like, this shit is dirty <laughs> and they're like garbage bags and like papers and it was just extra dirty and i just kept thinking how are they finding these extra because the city's dirty it's always messy late at night but yeah. it was an extra amount of dirt that mm. was just there uh. and i 
I just thought they did the storefronts. Yeah. I didn't really think that they were putting the garbage and the plastic bags and the this and the yeah. that and the That's wraps and the, the, the putting like liquor on the floor. To, so they were, they were doing certain things to just add to the ambiance. And so when I had, some, when I heard someone else have a conversation about all that was done, I was like, oh, there was nothing in those garbage bags? <laughs> what? Like, oh, they put, so it, that was a fun part of it, but it wasn't, it didn't look too different. More yeah. lights, you know, the posters that were on the door and stuff, like those type of things that signaled what was happening in that time mm-hmm. hit home for me more than the actual, like, set mm-hmm. because New York is just dirty. It was going and shooting the down south scene that we shot upstate that kind of, like, let me know what they could do. And that was my, oh, wow, because there was um, a flag uh. in um, part of the set. And I was just like, oh, they're going to just pick this restaurant that just got this flag up there like this? <laughs> like, what? Come to find out, they did it because of the time we were in the era, and they yeah. added that to the to the restaurant. Okay. The mm. restaurant looked, I felt like I wasn't in New York. Like, I, there gotcha. was no way for me to feel like I was back, yeah. back home. And so that was when I said, oh, they did a good job, because I was a little bit like, what happened? <laughs> but we were, we were all, like, talking about it on set. Like, it was that supposed to be here? Or, like, did they already find a place where, like, because we don't want to shoot nothing <laughs> in a place where they didn't want us here anyway. Yeah. Like, so, like, it was, like, all, like, these little conversations. And then at the end of it, we realized when they were taking it down, like, yeah. oh, hi. <laughs> we good. <laughs> She's like, all right, all right. We good. That's okay. where trust comes in, too, because you just got to trust the show and yeah. HBO that they're going to keep you in safe environments and mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's probably that's always like a learning curve for you yeah, too, because you're like, yeah. damn, all right, well, not, not, right. I, I wouldn't have factored that they really went to this, uh, you know, to this point to kind of yeah. put right. all of the ambiance and create all of these different elements. Even to down to like the voting sticks in front of the house, like who yeah. voted. Jo- yeah. I was like, it's crazy. <laughs> they did like a the article that I was looking at. They did like a side by side comparison of like what the storefronts mm-hmm. actually look like, and yeah. then how they transform it. I'm like, holy crap. Yeah. It's some of them look completely different. I'm just mm-hmm. like, wow, that's yeah. unbelievable. That's so, amazing what you can do. Well, yeah, I think film. I think that's the one thing about film uh, and just acting in general that's always been f- just amazing to me is being able to kind of uh, create these illusions or create these yeah. environments. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And to the point where it you, it really grabs you as a viewer and and as an actress or an actor where you're yeah. really engulfed in the role and you feel it. Like if there's times of like prejudice or, or or whatever the scene could be at that yeah. moment you're locked in and you're like oh shit like damn that really happened or like right. you know when someone dies yeah. like yo i'm really sad and yeah. <laughs> meanwhile people <laughs> like yo it's a movie like nah man that shit really just happened dog like Thug, it's real Thug right. tears <laughs> like, real, real life tears. Yeah. just see rain get shot yeah man yo i was <laughs> like, sad. never gonna see her again i was dead ass on my couch like i gasped and everything like a big punk i was like oh <gasps> <laughs> no, not Raina. I said, no, not Raina. Like, do that. I called my, like, yo, man, Raina dead. And they're like, wait, who? Raina, what? And it's like, yeah, man, she going, man, she going. And they're like, up so good where you see her in so many of the episodes yeah, of that season. Yeah. That, like, by that time, like, oh, she about to be lit. Like, she mm-hmm. about to have all the roles now. Like, she's doing every, and then bomb. And then like, bang, just bang. That, just that quick. So yeah. while, while I'm thinking about it, you're on, again, two two major shows. Uh, do you find it difficult juggling the characters? No, they have a good um, separation between the start and the finish of each one. At least that's how it worked out the first time around. So mm-hmm. for me, it was kind of like I had a good month, two months to decompress with okay. Bernice and get into power. And then with Bernice, it kind of was... So I have a lot of friends and family and 
that really rooted in the South, and so I understood a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a relation that I could bring to the character. And so for me, being that it wasn't too far gone from what I can imagine or from what I know, yeah. I can like do it, jump in it, and then like release it. Yeah. And then I didn't know that I was going to get power or that I was going to audition or something. So once I did like have that moment of, okay, I'm going to let it go, I mm. didn't feel like there was a rush to kind of yeah. pick up anything else. Yeah. And then I had a hiatus between the first episode that I shot for power mm. and then the rest of the, the episodes. So me not knowing was kind of like more time to kind of reanalyze the character and think about all the yeah. things that I could yeah. do and really play with her a little bit more to get to the point of justifying how come she like breaks out in tears as soon as he like rushes yeah. into the door. Mm-hmm. Do you ever catch yourself sometime like you're on break, you're decompressing and like you'll be talking to someone and you, your character comes out and it's like, oh crap. Like you're just doing regular things, just being your regular self and your character kind of comes out in certain moments. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a versatile individual, so... She be lying to people, pretty much. <laughs> that's what she be doing. No. <laughs> she be in character lying to people, walking around the street lying. That's what she do. No, that's not what I do. What I'm saying is I'm a versatile in- individual, meaning I've had a lot of experiences, and um, I, I've been around different environments, and certain things that I'm partaking in right now, they're... They have truth to it for mm-hmm. me. And so me being in the character of Bernice is not far gone from, you know, being around my mother's family. Mm-hmm. And so me slipping in and out of that accent, that is natural. So there are times mm. where I'm not speaking that way. And then someone be like, why you sound like you got a country accent right now? I just be like, I don't know. But it's just how it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I have West Indian. Some people might say that about Patwa or about my, like, Spanish side. So, like, I'm easily in and out of things at all ends. And then mm-hmm. I love accents. So I'm always in and out of some type of accent anyway because I'm always practicing, like, my English accent. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's just, like, that's just who I am. Like, yeah. And part of in knowing me is to know that I'm different all the time. And I guess that can be, like, maybe tiring but yeah. also fun. Mm-hmm. So I don't see it as, oh, I'm, I slipped back into character. There was only one character that I ever had. Um, I played Shanti for an indie film that was for the DA's office, and it was on NYC Life TV, and I kept walking like her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, not even Shanti. I think it was um, Sincere's Heart. I kept walking like her because I actually picked how she would walk, and um, that drove me crazy because it was just like I wanted to get out of it because it was an ugly walk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to get out of it, but that's the only time, yeah. You ever had that? Yeah. <laughs> Can we hear your accent, your English accent? I was going to ask that too. What do you want me to say? Um, let's say something. You're an actress. (laughs) Improv. (laughs) Just say. All right, all right. Tell me, tell me about um, what did you what did you eat for breakfast today? Well, the only thing I was able to have was this. That's it. Yeah, there wasn't much. Or do you want me to do like a real hard Cockney one? I could do that one too. Yes. Make it really thick for you. Oh, she's good. That's really good. That's, That's really good. Yeah, she's switched. Yo, I'm she sold. switched it. She went. Oh my gosh, that was. You just gotta catch that. Give me more to say. Like I that's to, no, but that's I. I heard the difference though. Oh, okay. I, I heard, heard. I heard, I heard the second she switched. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's really dope. That's impressive. That is so dope. So you've stuck. You you've done some research on your craft. I'm impressed. I tried to. I'm impressed. That's so really how do you, dope. How do you study accents? Like, is it like? specific letters that you have to accentuate or like is there like a book for it or do you go to someone who yeah, teaches you this many times where they like to say t 
So that's something that you have to keep in mind a lot. Okay. And um, I don't know. I have a lot of people that are from all over the world. So, yeah. <laughs> that's so dope. <laughs> I almost feel like that's having being able to speak another language. Just cool mm. shit, though, right? I mean, there are different ways that you can do it. I mean, sometimes people hear Nicki Minaj do it, and it's, like, really, like, animated. Yeah. But when you go, it's it's not that harsh of an accent for a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Unless you are doing a, a Cockney accent or you're from, like, certain places where it's, like, you know? Yeah. Um, Jamaican patois mixed in with it would be, like, harder. Yeah. Um, my yeah. family, they're Jamaican and really have a lot of family in England. Yeah. So I know that one true, but it's... More rooted in how men talk, so the things I'm more inclined to say are like more like masculine. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, after like a day or two doing it, I'm just really like good at yeah. it. Yeah, Brandon, we we should do an episode in a different accent. We, we, that I should could, that, that should be, that would be really fun. fun. I could barely speak English. <laughs> yeah. English. Let's accent. see. I could probably like I know how to do a Scottish accent. I could talk like I'm yeah. from. Yeah. Yeah, and Scotland is like. Oh, you guys are having a moment. That okay. is yeah. what I want to. I can't. I cannot. Can't. No. It's like kilt. An Australian. I like Australian. Oh yeah. yeah. I get confused with the. Oh, it's like down under. The R's are top off. Oh my god, we can practice. Because you know what I can do with the, with with Australian. If you yeah. say it and I hear it. I can like repeat it, but like if I'm talking too long on my own in an Australian accent, right. I start to like get into the English accent yeah. because I don't know much about uh, the culture of what mm. like the little like nuances of it are. Yeah. I just kind of imitate, and with Ireland, I can like the R's, like, like the R's. Yeah, yeah, like that's basically. But I start sounding like a pirate. <laughs> oh my god, that's so cool! I love people. Oh, go ahead, do it. Just do it. Just <laughs> Uh, let me think of something. Um, uh, it's like, um, it's like my name is Aiden. That's crazy. Yes! <laughs> That's really dope. I like you. <laughs> Thank we you. didn't even need you for this one. Damn. <laughs> 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 let, me go, let me go make some more Yo. comments on your page. <laughs> let me go finish Step slandering your you. Step your accents <laughs> up, Brandon. Step your accents <laughs> up. I know, I know. Me, I'm thick-skinned. Trust me. I, I, I have okay. fun. I, Come on, I you can do it. Southern, though. Come on. You can do... Southern? Um, can I do Southern? <laughs> I really can't. I'm not talented. Carnation. You got talent. You know? I do skits and, and, and podcasts. Right, my name. Even with you Southern, know? there's like so many nuances in that. Yeah. Too, you can just do any. Go ahead. Right, my name is Jimmy Bob. My name's Carlene, and I like shellfish. And even though I have allergic reactions to them all the time, I just wish that I can eat them all the time. <laughs> yeah, I can't do any of that. You can just do a draw, you gotta, you just, like you really just stretch your words. Car. So it's like car. On drive down yonder. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, Brandon. Yes. I sound like a redneck ready to lynch someone. I'm not messing with y'all. I'm not messing with y'all. <laughs> you don't have to. Like, you can do it like if you're from Atlanta and just make it more casual. Yeah. All right, like so if you give me something to say, I could try to. We'll practice mm-hmm. accents. That's gonna be our thing. <laughs> no, that's not. That's not you know what's? Thing. I, was to- <laughs> I, was to- I was talking to me and your friend. I wasn't even talking to you. Me and you gonna practice accents whenever he start talking and shit. <laughs> um, so la- last thing, because I I do want to touch you on. He's supposed to side with them. He is. He's with me. He's with me. God code. No, he's supposed to be on my team. Well, he's on your team. He's there. He's, re- he's ready I to kill say me that earlier. If you're not a part of the team, then you're not a part of the team. Ooh. I don't believe that. Yo, she me even got the arm. Right now. Me she right even now. got Come the on. arm. She's like, 
Hey! He said something. He said he's not picking him. Oh. That's all right. Friends, how many of us have them? <laughs> Last thing is, um, uh, I know you can't talk about it that much in, in depth. Uh, Ty Powell's movie that you you were just recently in for the love of music. Can you give us a small tidbit of what that character is? Just a ton is? of bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. A sprinkle. A sprinkle. I play Destiny. Okay. It's called For the Love of Music. Mm -hmm. It's an awesome movie about a young girl's journey through the foster care system mm -hmm. and how even when everything seems to be going against her and dragging her down, she finds a way to dig out of the mud and find happiness wow. and find love and find light and be a part of something more than what people ever expected her to be. It's true mm -hmm. and it's honest and raw. It's funny, it's witty, it's smart. And I'm excited, and I'm proud, and I'm honored to be a part of it. I'm telling Ty Powell's story in um, a loose way. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I hope to make her proud. <laughs> hey! <laughs> I think that a lot of young girls are really going to connect to it and mm -hmm. grow from it and mm -hmm. learn from it. And I think it's necessary right now. The cool thing is that it um, it's a timepiece. So yeah. we go back in time into, what, the 80s? Yeah, into the 80s. And so... I got to be cool again okay. for a little bit. All right. Shied him and shied it. <laughs> That's All really right. dope. That's and we really evolved dope. music into it, so me being a lover of music and the arts, it was Oh, yeah. Kinda, yeah. That's like heaven, I'm sure. It was directed point. by Chad Quinn. Okay. Written by him as well. And um, I play opposite Cisco Reyes, who's also an actor, um, big time. He's in L.A. He's doing his own thing now. <laughs> and um, Mick, I don't know if he's still here, but he's a part of the cast as mm -hmm. well. He plays um, a foster brother of mine. Mm -hmm. And um, things get really real and interesting. Okay. That's really dope. Thank you. Thank That's you for that. I know dope. you can't go Deep. in depth, so I, I appreciate it. I know you probably signed the I mean, That was NDAs a good amount. That was, a, that was enough to know, yeah. you know? It was enough yeah. to know. Yeah, I want. I want. Yeah. A, I need a ticket. It's a compelling mm -hmm. story. As long as starring. I, as long as we'll go to the movies and figure it out. I'll find a new friend. <laughs> <laughs> Cle clearly, I don't have any in this room anymore. <laughs> um, and then, uh, obviously, last thing: what can we expect from you? You know, moving on. Your your journey is is amazing. You know, mm -hmm. you're Thank bouncing you. from so yeah. many different platforms, Thank so many different um, roles. What can we expect Just from you in the future? Friend. I am. He is, right? I deleted <laughs> the comments. Kindly. I, I, but think about <laughs> it. I, I like that before. I'm just saying, I deleted my comments. Okay. And <laughs> I just I just said some good shit here. All right, all right, you're right. Okay, thank you for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so hopefully they bring me back to, to power. Hopefully okay. they bring me back to the deuce. Um, I'm excited to, to do that if, if, if it comes around. Uh -huh. And... Mm -hmm. For the Love of Music is coming out. I also have Spot Your Space. Spot Your Space is a website where we're bringing Hollywood to the masses. Mm -hmm. And so we're allowing people who own small businesses, people who are homeowners, people who feel like they have something to offer the film industry when it comes down to shooting, to have a platform to go to in order to sell their, their space and their time. Nice. And so this way it'll make the location scouting process a lot easier when it comes down to films, TV mm -hmm. shows, music videos, and stuff like that. There's a hub for it now. So you know if you want to be in Atlanta, New York City, instead of having to go to every single location, you can kind of scout it out before you go there. Mm -hmm. with pictures, videos, yeah. knowing the host, getting the rules and the regulations, and then um, making your decision from there on. So That's hopefully really syncing with 
the the production managers yeah. and the assistants and set designers to launch that site and spotyourspace.com that's going to be out probably early January 2018 as a beta site mm -hmm. um, just to kind of get people to feel it out say what they like and what they don't very different type of website animated fun mm -hmm. colorful kid friendly um, simple at the same time and um, I'm excited about that Hopefully that breaks me into the tech industry so I can learn a lot more about it because I don't know too much and mm -hmm. I, I want to really learn about it. And um, yeah, I'm just going to keep going on these auditions and hoping something sticks. That's dope. Trying to get a series regular role. So if anybody hears this and they want to put me in an action, hey. you know. While we're plugging, we, need, we need sponsorships. You do? Yeah. Yes. I, I want you to see you in a comment. For a joke. Is that it? No, <laughs> absolutely not. Um, okay. Oh, this I is a moment again. Okay, I just had to make sure with you because I'm never sure. No. No, I just want to, like, the <laughs> roles. <laughs> He's like, uh, no, because, like, the roles, the roles that, I've, that I've seen you in and then the one that you described, they're, they're very deep and filled with emotion and so much stories and layers. I kind of want to see something that's, Lighthearted, like, pretty, and different. friendly. Yeah. Different. Not necessarily. I mean, even, there's, even certain comedies have layers to them, too. Yeah. I just want to see, like a different side of, of your skills, you know? I would like to do that. I'm more of like an improv type of comedic actress. Yeah. But I would love to really do that. Something like Claws, I think, is really funny mm -hmm. and like witty and sarcastic, mm -hmm. but it yeah. still has layers to it. And there's another thing with who... Darn it. What's her... Viva... Nope. Mm -mm. Yikes. This is bad. Describe. Forget we it. Help. We can <laughs> help you. You know, nope. this is gonna nope. be bad. Right oh, went out. There's another one where it's based off of TV anchors, news anchors. It was like a short, short moment in time that that it was on. But I really wanted to be a part of that too because I thought like HBO. It was, funny. it was on HBO. No, no, no. It was on like ABC or TNT or something like that. Uh -huh. I don't know. But what I was getting into is as much as I want to do those things, my love and the first thing that besides like musicals and stuff, the first thing that I ever really wanted to made me really want to get into acting get into acting was um dramas okay mm -hmm. so i love character work i don't really see like even playing Tariq's girlfriend is kind of like a leader type of role like yeah. being the love interest has always been the lead type of thing but i'm mm -hmm. more of a character i like johnny depp works when like he has to like come really completely become someone else yeah yeah so i like different things like walking dead and i love like, that's oh, it's one yeah. of my favorite yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna ride that wave as long as possible because yeah even this is us is something where it's like very oh deep i love that series i gotta yeah. watch that show it's Everybody, so you're good like the fifth person everyone this keeps saying how great really that good. show is um oh another one that i just got into is good doctor oh my mom that's a really good that. one good it's a really good one though. yeah it's like um what's his name his name but he plays an autistic doctor autistic doctor and it's really cool because it's like you see everyone else and, and how they are with the surgeries and everything but then him and how he processes things so like even though he's not socially um he doesn't socially understand certain things mm -hmm. but like how he's like processing like oh okay someone's i gotta amputate someone's leg what are the other options and then he like literally goes through everything he's like oh this is the solution. It's yeah. it's amazing. So it's like a I mean, modern day Doogie Howser. My mom told me to watch it. It's so good. Uh, yeah, I thought she was just being my mom. No, no, no. <laughs> it's it's really good, and I like it because it shows someone who's autistic in in a role that people think like, you know, people who are autistic. Some people think like they can't do anything. 
and I like this one because it's like he's in a role, especially with surgery, where he's saving people's lives yeah. and showing that it doesn't matter that he's autistic. Like, he can do anything that anyone else can do. That's yeah. what I love about yeah. it. It's showing My different. brother was autistic. He passed away in 2014, so I'm an advocate oh, wow. for the autism community. I'm sorry. So yeah. Now that you're saying that, it's really good. Thank you. It's okay. Um, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely. Definitely let me know when you do, and let me know your thoughts on it. Yeah, I am. I'm also going to do an event in April for Autism Awareness Month. So Oh, oh. Gonna, we'll, be we'll be there. We'll be there, yeah. I'll yeah, support we'll it. Go. 100%. I was going to say, I'll be back here and let you guys know more about it. Once yeah. I get things yeah, no, I'll, definitely. I'll, we'll definitely support that, 100%. 100%. Um, woot, woot. Once again, uh, thank you. Yes. I appreciate you. This is a long combo. Yeah. It's a good one, long, though. Long, but it's a good conversation. Yeah. Um, got to l learn a lot about you, especially the witty side. I, I like that. Yeah. Um, and much more success. Um, we'll be you. supporting you. You've now been rooted. Um, <laughs> yes, now been so rooted. So you're, you're part of the family. We'll be keeping track with you and things like that. Yes. So thank you. Uh, once again, I'm Brandon Killabee Hall. I'm Aaron Ashley Simon. I'm Andrea Rachel Parker. <laughs> and it is a wrap.